Howdy friends, welcome back to the show. I'm recording live and direct, well live and pre-recorded, from Austin, Texas. And if you didn't know that I was out here, you will find out why on the beginning of this episode, which is another life hacks. Johnny and Yusef join me as we run through our favorite tools, apps, websites, strategies, and resources for a productive and efficient life. Today, expect to learn why I'm moving to Texas, how to track your barbell speed, how to get free golf club trackers, why Yusuf thinks that snidely charging VAT is reprehensible, how to hack ASOS sizing, how to stop yourself from buying junk in the supermarket, why you only need one foreign plug converter, and much more. It's so good to have the boys back. I am sad that it wasn't in person, but it's good enough. You know, we go through a ton of good life hacks today. And if you want to give your suggestions, you can join the Modern Wisdom Locals community and post them in there. And maybe I'll feature one on an upcoming episode. Modernwisdom.locals.com. Join me and over 1,500 other listeners where we talk about all sorts of interesting things, including who I'm seeing and what I'm getting up to in Texas, which is lovely by the way, very much enjoying it here. Needed a change of routine, and I've absolutely got that. I will be seeing Daniel Sloss this Thursday. Saw him in Newcastle. Now I'm seeing him in Austin, so I can't I can't get away from the guy. Uh, so I'll be seeing him. I was with Michael Malice this weekend. It's going to be a fun few weeks, and you should expect some very special episodes with some people who will be landing in the city in not too long. All right, quick maths. The less that your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service... The more margin you have, the more money that you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce the costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite, and you are improving efficiency by bringing all your business processes into one platform. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the maths and see how you will profit with NetSuite. Back by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash modern right now. That's netsuite.com slash modern. But now it is time for some more life hacks with Johnny and Youssef. It is another life hacks. It's been so long, hasn't it? Ages. Too long, if anything. I actually can't remember when that when was. Five months one. is how long it's been. Is that right? No, it wasn't. Five, Five months. months. Five months. Since the last life hacks. Yep. June. What's weird is I don't feel like I have that many new hacks on my list. I've got loads. Mm, I thought you might. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's not. It wouldn't be right for you to suggest a life hacks episode if you had no life hacks. No, that yeah, would... that's when you know. When I suggest let's do a life hacks episode, it's because my list yeah, is yeah. getting very swollen and turgid, and it needs mm-hmm. a release. It needs re- releasing. Yes, manual Take release. So today is the manual release of all of my life hacks. Hot, sticky life hacks, all over, <laughs> all over your screen. Can't wait. Uh, also, I am going to Texas for a while. 
this Friday. <laughs> uh, I'm going to fly to Austin and spend a few weeks out there, which is going to be fun because the last 18 months have basically been the same day lived over and over again. I, I elected to essentially extend my quarantine because I created a routine that I haven't been able to get myself back out of, even though the rest of the world opened back up. I just stuck to the same, the same Yeah, thing. I think for the three of us, like we, we have just lived the same day. <laughs> yeah, over and over again. I just need to break yeah. it, man. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to go to Austin. I, for some reason, when I imagine you in Austin, you just always have the, the cowboy hat. You think I'm going to appropriate know. Austin uh, Texan culture very quickly? Yeah, like holsters, leather holsters and big like snakeskin boots and those kind of suede Massive trousers. belt buckle. Yeah. Asking why and <laughs> what? What? Where? Who? And Where? What? Who? Just become Frank Underwood from House of Cards. Was he from Texas? I think he's supposed to be. There's like a an undertone of Texas accent. Something about him. He when that scandal went on and he just doubled down. What? And then he got me. he privately like created his own DVD oh, yeah. extra. For anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, the guy that plays Frank Underwood, who is called Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. He after eighteen months after a huge scandal got released that was the reason that he no longer did House of Cards, he then created, uh, as the character in House of Cards, a semi-fourth wall break referring to the camera, fully edited and cinematic with music and stuff, but just done off his own back. And it just yeah. appeared out of nowhere on the internet. And then no one really spoke about it again, and now no one knows where he is. And that's it. <laughs> I, I can't bear to imagine the legal implicate like copyright and all that stuff of just yeah remaining in character to be honest after- mate i think that he's probably got bigger <laughs> problems <laughs> from a jurisdiction perspective i think that there are larger yeah. issues at play just throw it like, in the pot you know what i mean his lawyer just like oh frank oh man. <laughs> well, it's not frank that's the point yeah like, he's not supposed to be frank <laughs> so i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna be like frank underwood but michael malice is out there Aubrey Marcus is out there. Lex Friedman's out there. Jocko Willink is in town a week on Saturday. Oh, oh my God. Which will be pretty cool. So I think I'm going to go and see him. Uh, well, it'll be some pull-ups at 4 a.m. with him. It'll just be good, won't it? Yeah, everything will be good. <laughs> Fucking good. Are you uh, going to meet all of them? Is that the plan? I don't, well, I mean, Jocko's got a live show on. I've, tweet, I've just tweeted him recently. Um, so I'll try and get him on the show because we were talking about it a while back. Um, You've Matt, got to get Jocko on, man. He's serious, eh? Mm-hmm. Um Aubrey, I'm living, my Airbnb is 10 minutes walk from Onnit HQ. Uh, it's also 10 minutes from Kuya. Do you remember I had that Dr. Dan Engel, the guy that did MDMA oh, yeah. therapy on? So his new place in Austin, which does cold and hot treatments and flotation tanks and MDMA-assisted psychotherapy and stuff, all of that. It's just a, it's a playground. So those, those sound like three quite different things. Like I don't a, think you do them all together. And then some in, a, in a float tank. <laughs> I, I mean, it would be you'd, you'd be tempted, wouldn't you, to just do it all at once? You'd be like, right, do you know what? Just, what, what what's a I want the, give me the platinum package. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it would. I assume it'd be quite traumatic, rather than it's not like it's not going to be like a nice, relaxing experience. No, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do them all together. I think that's that's <laughs> almost definitely the rule. But yeah, so Zach Talander's going to pick me up on. 
Friday, which is nice. Annoyingly, because I took one extra day to gesticulate about which Airbnb I was going to get, I someone booked one night in the Airbnb of the night that I arrive. So I can still book it for the entirety of my trip without having to move. However, the first night I'm going to have to spoon Zach. So I need to, I'm getting picked up by him and like, woo! <laughs> play, little, play little spoon for the evening. What's the thing you are most looking forward to? Change of routine, man. The last 18 months has just been, <laughs> I don't have a particularly good routine here. The, the main thing that I've realized over the last 18 months is that there is more to life than completing tasks on your to-do list. Yeah. They, Very they, hard to get out of that they're cycle. Just, mm. and, uh, because it, it's so inherently enjoyable. There is something that is really, really enjoyable about completing the things that were in front of you because for ages you were never able to complete them and now you keep on going and you keep on going. But you realize it's kind of too much of a good thing because you do that at the mercy you sacrifice. I mean, how much have we, obviously we've had a pandemic and stuff. We've barely seen each other apart. We've seen each other more on podcasts than outside of them over the last 18 months, which is pretty scandalous. Well, even the podcast used to be, uh, all of them used to be in person on your yeah, And it would be an social. entire evening and there'd be bits yeah, before be like and bits after. Back to back. Yeah. So I just think there's yeah. been some, you get into rhythms and routines of living. So where I'm living, I'm next to the gym that I'm going to train at, which is Atomic Athlete. Uh, I'm 10 minutes from On It, which is where Christian and Sky and Max and Aubrey and all of the people that look after his stuff, 10 minutes from David Perel, 15 minutes from Michael Malice, like, Loads of people there, different food, different training, different stimulus. I think I'm going to go hunting one weekend. So it's just going to be all of the stuff that I do now, still the same show, still three times a week with some extra in-persons, but everything outside of the show should change. So, yeah, it's, I need a refresh. It's been, it's been successful. The last 18 months has been good, but you, there's always a price to pay. And I think sort of sanity and um, boredom or monotony would be more accurate because it's not been boredom, but it has been monotony. It'd be interesting to see what you, what it does to like your, cause I suppose you, I can't think of anyone that's doing what you're doing that you would meet in person regularly. That's like ahead of you. Maybe, you know, someone, but like certainly in, in Newcastle, it's not like the, the hub of last of time would have been going, going to London to see Ali Abdal. That was probably yeah. it. Um, yeah. But you are, you're throwing yourself into a, a place where there'll be a lot of people who are doing some pretty cool things. Yeah, it's so. little fish in big pond time again now, which mm. I'm quite looking forward to, actually. I think you'll be more productive in the time that you are working as well. Like, whenever you have a shift of scene, you're not in the kind of slug mode of the same desk and in the kind of inertia feeling when you're like, even even like literally going to the local library or coffee shop or something is enough to just be like, right, I'm in a different environment now. Yeah. If so, you've got a timetable of events coming up, you're always going to complete your work to give you time to be able to go and do the events. Whereas when you've got fuck all going on at home, you just, it's Parkinson's law, like run amok. You just expand your work out and out. And then even if you complete the tasks, well, I'll just put another task on my plate. It's fine. I've got nothing yeah. to do tonight. I'll just keep working. I'll just keep working. I'll just keep working. Whereas if Jocko's live show's on at 6 p.m. and I know that I need to leave, I think, right, well, I need to get this edit done or I need to get these emails finished or whatever it is. So, yes, I'm going to be in Texas. So if there is anyone that thinks that I should meet up with people that are out there, just tweet me or, or leave a comment below or something like that, and I'll try and, uh, I'll try and have it's some got, more adventures. got to be Joe Rogan, surely. Fuck, 
uh, the number That's of people the, the person to meet up with no? well, the number of people that have messaged and said dude are you going on rogan i'm like i don't think you realize just <laughs> how big the delta is between joe rogan and everybody else it's very flattering for people to be like, oh my god are you going on uh but no i mean i maybe malice if malice goes out for dinner and the stars align he was out for dinner the other night with michael malice lex friedman joe rogan and alex jones um what a dinner fucking (laughs) (laughs) so you've got one one from each of the food groups sat around that table um so but i don't know man we'll see it's just there's a lot of serendipity i think so it'll be cool and if nothing else michaela and jordan are in nashville in a couple of weeks time so i'm going to go and see them uh so i'm probably going to spend a take a weekend and fly out douglas murray is in town Uh, hold on hold on you're gonna go and meet jordan peterson I think so, yeah, in Nashville, because I would have met I him. Just, I feel like you've just washed, washed over that snippet. I, I, it, I re, rewind to when you first heard of Jordan Peterson and someone said that you're going to be like going and spending some time with him in person. Casually, casually dropping the fact that you get to go I, and see him. And I was like, I, a when, when I asked you what's the yeah. thing you're looking forward to most, you're like, oh, well, you know, it'll be nice to not be at work from a different place. And Yeah, okay. That like yeah, yeah that's what I would, I, maybe that shows, I've spent a lot of time getting to know Mick and, and sort of talk to him a fair bit as well. So maybe that's Douglas Murray as well. He's going to be floating around, so I might get to see him. I want to get a gym session in with Douglas Murray. That's going to be quite funny. Uh, anyway, that's enough. That's enough fucking... Some, some incline bench, I think. We have to be the... What we need is more, more, more name dropping. So it's a Life Hacks episode today. I'll be in Texas soon, but this episode <laughs> needs to happen right now. So Johnny, what Life Hacks have you got for us? <laughs> I, I think I have one of the, it's at least the list I'm least excited to share. How's that for lowering everyone's Really, really just wind us <laughs> up. Let us go. Come on. So a few of mine are a bit niche. I don't know whether that's okay. Hit so us. The, the one I've wanted to be, one I've wanted to be, one I've wanted to share for a while, which is very niche. And I think Chris might laugh at is a bar velocity tracker have i shared this before no but i know that you talk about it so so it's, i guess for anybody who i mean any olympic lifting and certainly any powerlifters, anyone who tracks their trade their training in the gym <clears throat> this is a a little black device a little black piece of plastic i think they're 3d printed they're really weird looking things made by a company called rep one you attach this wire to to a barbell magnetically attaches to a plate or to the power rack or whatever. And it basically just measures what the bar is doing in space. It tells you how fast the bar is moving. Um, The nice thing about it is, firstly, you can predict what you can do, which is really cool. So you can, you know what weight you'd be able to lift on a certain day, but also it's just another way of tracking progress because anybody who's been training for any length of time knows that it does, it does get harder and harder over time to just keep adding weight to the bar, but you can just get a 0.05, speed improvement over time so they are quite expensive it's probably something that how much is unless it? you think they're about 300 350 dollars so it depends on the exchange rate at the time and what's the app like um, really good interface yeah, really is pretty good. slick yeah i mean it's a really small company so there's a, there's normally a like a backlog you have to wait for them um, but if you can get your hands on one and you care about anything like this i think i probably i was thinking about this the other day it'll be into the thousands of reps that I've tracked with it now. Wow. So it, it's it's pretty like if I I'll do a warm up set and it with pretty good 
accuracy can predict what I can do on that day. Wow. So I, I just don't have to think about it anymore. That's crazy. That's cool. So is that worth paying for these things? Do you use it like, as kind of a gauge for RPE? Yeah, so I do what you're not really supposed to do, which is I kind of now ignore RPE and I just look at the bar speed. Because I know like over time, if I do something and it's, if I do a bench and it's 0.21 meters per second, that's an, that's an RPE 8. So I just look at the bar speed. Fuck, man. This is so <laughs> cool. Like this is post RPE, RPE. But you're not, so So my coach tells me off for it. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to still have like a feel element, but like everyone's been under a, a barbell where it subjectively looks really hard. And you might like maybe someone, you stand up and someone goes, oh, that looked really easy. And you're like, it wasn't really easy. So I think you lose some of the, the ability to actually measure it when you, it's happening to you. But it's, if, you, if you just rely on the, the speed of it, then it can be it can be very humbling because like you go into a, into the gym, you don't want to train, and your warm up set was faster than last week. You're like, oh, God's sake! Like here here, here we, we go. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so if if you're into any strength sport or you train with barbells regularly, you like tracking your progress, you like graphs and charts and all that sort of stuff. Highly highly recommend it. Nice. It's I've, I've had over a year of use out of mine, and it's brilliant. So it's called a rep one device nice there we go um j just to add to that i think it's always worth paying for this kind of thing if there is something if you train for strength and you care about improving a particular metric and there is something that you can buy that will help you achieve that goal and even if you can attribute a five kilogram gain on your squat to that device over a year like that's well worth it compared to all the other stuff that we spend hundreds of pounds on like i don't know creatine and yeah i was uh, gonna say supplements new pairs of lifters some weird new sleep mask an acupressure mat to help your parasympathetic system there we go there's so much that you whereas this is directly attributable you'd be like right i can actually see that that has resulted in knowing whether i'm progressing and and improving mm -hmm. that so today's life hack for me I, I don't know if you guys know this but um the the way that I like to kind of divide my my life hacks is really <laughs> physical and digital. So <laughs> to start with, this is actually a, a hybrid, is to digitize photos. So about five or six years ago, my dad died and we had to clear out the house and we had loads of photo albums from like literally from like 1970s up until recently. And they'd all been physically printed onto photo albums and filed away. And it was boxes and boxes of it. And we were thinking like, how, first of all, no one's got the space to store this stuff. And secondly, what are you going to do with a bunch of physical photo albums? Like how often do you sit and like flick through them? And we found a company that digitizes documents and they just scan in bulk. So, and they were fantastic. They were called clear data um, and you just give them the boxes. They have like a proper almost like a warehouse factory with loads of people that take the things out of the sleeves and scan it through the thing. And they send you a sample and they're like, are you happy with how this is going to look? And you're like, yep, great. And they keep you informed all along the process. And it was like 800 quid or something to do 9,000 photos, which Holy I think... Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> which I think is, is worth it. Like That is such a good deal. And that's someone was... taking each photo out of its little... So I, so I think what actually what, what we did was um, we went through them and like threw away all the crap ones and then remain <clears throat> the 9,000 were like the 
the pick of the crop. And so we gave them in boxes to them. They did it and then just sent me a USB stick with a password. And that was it. It was just like, that is wow. the entire, like, scone family memories. Yeah, you sent a... boxes and boxes and boxes of things and a, a thumb drive came back that happened to have them all on replicable for the rest of the time. <clears throat> it was really, it was one of those moments where you, you realize how far technology's come. Because we take it for granted, don't we, that you like USB stick, you know, but you're like, God, that is everything. I suppose you've, you don't often see like a physical representation of what's on a USB stick. <laughs> like yeah. if you had to print off the pages of everything on a USB stick and sit it next to you, you'd be like, okay, like that. There was <laughs> That's a, crazy. a stat that I saw that said the amount of data that is created on the internet every day, if you printed it out double-sided on A4 paper, it would make a stack that went to the sun and back every single day. That's how much data is created. Stack if you so not if you lined up. No, no, yeah, piled. yeah. So just put them down like you would do a normal stack of paper, one on top of each other. It would go to the sun and back every single day. My my like gut reaction to that is that that's not sustainable. <laughs> it's like something's going to happen. There's <laughs> also that? a stat around. So you have all of the server space across the planet, right, which is holding the data. But the actual electrons that make up the data itself, if you combined all of those together, it would be smaller than the size of an orange. And that's all the data, all the data, smaller than orange. Just can't get my head around it. Mental. Right, my one, my one. I've got loads of good life hacks. First one is if you're buying stuff from ASOS, because they have free returns... And because if you spend more than a hundred, or this is one of the OG life hacks. This yeah, is from like never episode been, one. I, think. Ne- I don't think it's been featured, man. I, I got I got caught by this. Yeah, Johnny should have done it. So basically, order if you're not sure about your sizing on ASOS because delivery is free over I want to say a hundred or hundred and fifty pounds, and returns are free, and you get between it's like sixty days. It's quite a generous. It's a long time uh, exchange policy uh, or return policy. Just buy everything in every different size that you think that you might want to bump you up and over the 150, get free next day delivery. You've also got free returns, plus you know that you're going to find the size that you want. And if you're in in between sizes, you also know that. Rather than doing it in two batches of £50 or something, or two batches of £75, having to pay for shipping potentially twice and not having it all at one go, just buy everything from ASOS and then send it back. So I use the, like, they have, like, an AI shop assistant where you put some measurements in and it, like, predicts what your size will be. I ordered, like, five or six things, and it was 100% of it was wrong. (laughs) So I had to send everything back. Because that's when I messaged you saying, like, how do you deal with this? And you said the hack is all in all. What measurements did you did you have to send like inner thigh measurement and stuff or was it just like no I don't think waist? so I can't remember you it also was, have it broken was... the system your inner thigh yeah, measurement like, will what? be beyond maximum yeah so yeah I mean it was all just like slightly too big or slightly too small like it could have all passed but it, <laughs> so in in the shop if you were trying on the shop you wouldn't try it on and go yeah it's fine like I need the other size but this one will do like you would go and change it i think that that site if 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 you're wearing something that's like oh it's a bit small but i think it'll pass it's not take it back <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like especially if the only thing stopping you is like oh, i've got to put it back in the bag and oh, it's a ball put it in the box yeah. and send mm. it back with everything else that's it easy right johnny what else um so mine this next one is 
I think the opposite of what Yusuf does for everything in this category, which is I already love to, it. to sign up when you're signing up for a service or an app or anything like that <laughs> to do it monthly and never get the bulk um, option. Reason being when you get billed every month, it's a prompt and a reminder of like, am I still using this? So you're always using the fewest things because it's happened to me once before where you just get hit with an Apple bill of like 39.99. You're like, what, what on earth is that? And then you realize that it's a, like an annual subscription. You signed up to a year ago and you kind of don't really use the app anymore. Well, that's, and that sort of thing. So anything that you, anything. What are some examples use, of these things that you've got? On so Netflix? anything. So like, so Romwad is probably the, the best example of this. Like I signed up for that initially yearly because I was, I was using it all the time. Yusuf told me that I was going to snap my back if I continue using, not, not really, but like all the stuff you guys were chatting to Stu McGill and it was a bad idea and all that sort of stuff. Stopped using it. And I still had like eight months of the year left. Right. So that's an, that's an example. So anything, um, just any any app. The, I suppose the only exceptions are stuff that you are absolutely sold that you are not going to stop using. Yeah. So something like Netflix, for example. Or can you pay Amazon. that yearly? I, f- I feel like you can only pay that probably monthly. Not. That might, yeah, pro- probably not. Amazon Prime, you can pay yearly, for example. I so. think I agree with that. Like oh, the, the only thing that I that I do is put in a. So as soon as I sign up for anything, if I'm not sure I'm going to keep it, I'll just put in a reminder in my tick tick Command Shift O. Yeah. On like five days before, give myself a bit of grace period, not like the day of that it's going to renew. Because otherwise, like if you don't catch it, yeah, immediately <laughs> you fuck. You're going done. Because with a lot of apps, there's the the clause of like if you log into it after the subscriptions come out, they don't like Apple have a really strict refund policy on stuff like, like well, that. Well, you, you knew about it for a year, so why is it suddenly an emergency? Yeah, and, and I agree as well. Like, that's what I would say. Like you don't wait till the day after you get billed to go. Oh, I want to cancel. The vast majority later. of apps as well that you use, they do have a, a shelf life. You get bored after a while or you feel like you pick up all the low-hanging fruit from this Breathwork membership or whatever. Yeah. Optimize.me, Brian's thing, we've all been through that, or a Blinkist membership or, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, like, think I like that. It's more you, flexible, right? Yeah, but you, everyone has that like period of enthusiasm with it where they're like, oh, this is it, Like this is the app, this is the only app I'll ever need for this. I'm gonna, I'll sign up yearly because I save money. But actually, I think a lot of the time you end up either getting rebuild in error that you didn't you didn't want to get rebuild or you don't use it as much as you think you will. And the, the monthly email going, you've been billed, is enough to prompt you to go, yeah, I'm going to cancel that. Nice. Seth? This is a physical one. I have been looking for a way to routinely clean my bathroom. And I found, like, I think it's the... I don't know if it's hard or soft water that gives you the lime scale hard. in a toilet. Hard. Um, so, yeah, yeah so I've I got this, like, descaler thing, and you have to pour it in the toilet, and you have to remember to use it every, like, couple of weeks, and then you leave it for 10 minutes and scrape out the thing, and it's, it's a bit of a ball egg. So recently I've started buying toilet cistern pucks, which are the little <laughs> blue circle things. They turn that, the flush blue. Yeah, like every old woman in the world has one. And you put it in your system, it's, it's brilliant. It lasts for like six weeks. It gives you a nice blue toilet. And everything's just handled. It just bleaches it every day for you. 
So you put it in the, it's not one of those ones that like hangs down in the bowl. So it's, that's it's, called a like rim guard or something. Um, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's something like it's, that. No one's allowed that word. <laughs> right, guys, let's, uh, we've got the marketing meeting for the new, uh, rim the new guard. Domestos toilet. Jonathan, oh, you've sorry, got a good, you've a... got a great name for this, haven't you? Yeah, we've, we've come up with rim guard. It, it's called rim really? block. That's even worse. I know. <laughs> but no, that, so this goes into the cistern, which is the back. I suppose, okay, one extra life hack just off the back of that, because I remember seeing this. Because the cistern, like, the whole point of it is that it drip feeds whatever's in it through your toilet, is that um, I saw somewhere that if you if someone's upset you, you can poo in their cistern, and then every time they flush A little the bit of week, poo. Yeah, and they just can't work out where it's coming from. Never a lot of poo. I Always wonder. I actually think. I actually think that probably that that's not as logistically difficult as you might think. Take the lid off. Feet on the bowl. Yeah. Sit on. It's just doing a poo, but one level up, isn't it? So... It is. It's a. It's a level two poo. <laughs> it's not a ground floor poo. Not level uh, one, two. The problems you'd have is your feet would be closer together, so that would feel strange. And I think I bet the cistern's not as stable as you think. Yeah, that's true. And and you wouldn't be able to use your squatty potty. And I'm fully sold on my squatty potty now. You haven't spoken about that. Really? Oh no, yes, no, sorry, I lie, I lie, I lie. It's in the first life. To unkink the rectal shelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. So someone actually posted today saying like if you're wiping more than three times for a poo, there's something wrong with your diet. And I, I responded saying like, that's that's sometimes true, but also it could be a technique issue. Like if you're optimistically trying to trying to squeeze out a second one after like you've done a pristine log and you what you're thinking like how how do I like? But it's not fully, and then you, then you have to just be like, oh right, abort. I'll cut it off. Yeah, that you can't you can't be doing that. You've got to just commit to a good one and say right. If there's any leave residual, it, leave it there for the day. We're done. All right. Uh, what am I going to do? This is a very Johnny one, actually. Uh, this Fantastic. is, I, I've realized, because I'm, I've tumbled into inter- intermittent fasting because of how much time I spent talking to Dr. David Sinclair earlier this year. And a lot of the time I haven't eaten probably until about 2 or 3 p.m. I go through my day and do things when I'm hungry. And shopping when you're hungry is just a recipe for things to go terribly wrong. So... Mm-hmm. Thankfully, in most British supermarkets at least, they have the convenience sandwich aisle directly at the front. So the best way I've found to just nerf, take the edge off this, is to buy a sandwich. So go go into the sandwich, go into the supermarket, get a sandwich, aim for around about is it fifteen percent of the calories from ten percent of the calories from protein and just eat the sandwich as quick well, as you're walking around, but relatively quickly. And it'll just curb your hunger cravings so you won't end up going to the confectionery aisle and buying tons of stuff that you don't need and throwing it in. So this is if your eating window has just started and you're going shopping. Correct. To be honest, I think given the choice between breaking your eating window a little bit earlier and buying a ton of junk that you don't need from the supermarket. Just monster munch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're losing, you're paying the lesser of the two costs. So yeah, just have a sandwich. If you're hungry and you get to the supermarket and this is you know not everyone's intermittent fasting if you're hungry and you get to the supermarket just buy a sandwich it'll be 
£2.50, which will be far less than the £10 of junk that you're going to buy, plus you're not going to have all of that shit in your house anymore. It's perfect. I can't believe that I've never done it before. I People should just eat more sandwiches in general. I think they're absolutely fantastic. You are a connoisseur. They're, are you they're brilliant. I, I just, well, what's, your top, what's your top three sandwiches that anybody could buy? Three sandwiches that I can buy right now. From a supermarket, yeah, or or from a, a high street. Okay, so instead of that, I'll rank. I'll rank. If you've got to buy a sandwich, you're out. You're out in town. You need to get a sandwich. Where should you go? Yeah, good question. But I want to know what sandwich from each place specifically. Yes. So anything, anything, anything from the M and S sandwich selection is pretty much always very good, and anything with chicken in. So the chicken and bacon is like a chicken club. It's a chicken Caesar salad one. All very, very good. It's a really steep drop off after that, unfortunately. So, (laughs) (laughs) Waitrose, you'd think, bet that sandwiches are nice. Very disappointing. Sainsbury's, Tesco, they're okay. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even look anywhere else, to be honest. Really, we we need to do a special edition episode of sandwiches. You are such a sandwich snob, are you not? I think we need to follow Johnny round. And just, I think just to see what Johnny can do to a sandwich, like it's yeah. terrifying. Did you see that the guy that started Barstool Sports, El Presidente? Did you see that he does one pi- one bite pizza reviews? Just has one one mouthful, one and reviews it. one bite of a pizza and gives his review, and it's really famous. And he goes around the entire country. He goes all over America doing one bite pizza reviews. And there's an app as well. You can download an app that. Gives you his feedback. It's a, a proper cult following. I just don't think it bites enough to fully review it. I think it's that's called one bite pizza review, though. So I know, it's kind of that... committed. It's, I Could like you it's... not do a one bite sandwich review? Read the entire sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Just sandwich review. <laughs> I think I could do. <laughs> I think I could eat most sandwiches in. See, I don't want to. I don't want to commit myself to a time because I, I can imagine I'll end up having to actually do this. But I would say two minutes. I'm sure you ate three in the time that I was halfway through one. I think you are on the slow end of the you eat painfully, I'm, slowly. That's why I'm faster than normal. Yeah, this is why whenever we go out for dinner, you mm-hmm. always buy a little bit less than you know that you need to eat because you know that you'll still be eating when everyone else has hit their limit of how much they're going to eat and then you go um, is that have you got any more of that uh, are you not going to finish uh, oh you sure are you sure and then you go are you, sh- are you sure I hadn't noticed that all the time it's a fucking tactic it's a strategic well we're going out for dinner on Wednesday so watch what happens watch he'll get a quarter chicken and then finish mine and your meals yeah, there's just very. I very rarely leave it. Leave anything. Sometimes leave some sauces. I sometimes over overdo it on the sauces or on a dirty affogato. Okay, so was that M and S, Waitrose, some Sainsbury's? I go Tesco over say Tesco Tesco next, then probably Sainsbury's. But if you can get into a Waitrose, that's why whenever we go anywhere, I'm really excited about the M and S Simply Food. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you go to like Weatherby Services, like I would go out of my way. I would I would go a slower route if it meant going via uh, on a route that where as we went to go and see Bring Me the Horizon with free ticketed access from the band. You were more excited about the prospect of going via (laughs) Weatherby Services 
because you wanted to go into the M&S food hall. <laughs> that was, it was brilliant, though, wasn't it? It was good. We did well, yeah. That was, uh, yeah. I mean, the band were fine, but the, the M&S and the food on the way. Sandwiches. That's what we're here The num- number of Percy Pig variants now as yeah. well. They're pushing it too far. They've pushed it back. They've pushed it too far, <laughs> if anything. Uh, right, fact, Yusef. I, I, so Yusef, I, come on. I think it's me. Oh, it's you. It is you. Do a doubler. Yeah. No, no, I, I didn't. I never had one. Yeah, you just right. asked him about sandwiches. sandwiches yes, like, I'm happy for sandwiches to be my life hack because I, I really agree with that at a, in an emotional level, visceral level. Um, so I wasn't going to say this one, but this is—it's not really a life hack. It's more just a nice thing that you can also get from M&S that's Percy Pig themed, which is Percy Pig ice cream, which has better macros. Well, it's lower calorie. Than or same ballpark as Halo Top, so it come in huge vats, and it's got like marshmallows and raspberry sauce and vanilla and strawberry ice cream, like pink and white swirls. What's the overall flavor? Vanilla and strawberry, I would say. So I had when I snapped my Achilles last year, my friend Adam came around and delivered me something from M and S. It was ice cream in a pink tub, and it was bright pink. It wasn't swirly, but I, I swear it was. <laughs> I swear it was Percy Pig. It wasn't swirly. It wasn't a swirly. So they've it's evolved over time. Oh, so the, have I maybe got the wrong type? You'd have got like the beta Percy Pig, the shit one. Because <sighs> that was did, awful. Did I couldn't like even. It? I no, it was apple. fucking terrible. I was about to fight you. Did it? Did it taste like Percy Pigs? No, it just tasted. It just tasted like frozen sugar, frozen sugar mixed with mixed with strawberry milk. It was awful. But is that not like broadly? No, I've got a sweet tooth. I've got a sweet tooth, man. I'll I'll tell you if something's nice when it's sweet, and that was (laughs) fucking shit. But you don't like Halo Top, do you? Yeah, I'm fine with Halo Top. I prefer Mooforia. Oh well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Ben and Jerry's move for you. I mean that, yeah. I mean, we could, could could do a life hacks on just sweet foods. I think move for is brilliant. Uh, so you're saying Percy Pig's ice Percy, cream? So it, it's like a it's a hidden low calorie ice cream is is the the hack. So you would never assume I'm going to go to M and S and get some Percy Pig ice cream. Like you immediately think that is going to be this like decadent, super high calorie thing. It's actually on par with Halo. It doesn't have the protein content, but like, I don't think that's why you're eating the ice cream in the first place. So you can have, I mean, I have eaten an entire tub of this stuff before and it is very mechanically full at the end of this. (laughs) uh, But like 600 calories. What, for a full tub? Yeah. Wow. And it's a bigger tub than Halo Top. It's like... Yeah, yeah, it'll be a proper bucket. It's it's like a a family serving across multiple weeks. And I was like, that looks like pudding. Nice. Seth. I think last life hacks then, if it was back in June, we were getting excited about the iOS update that has live text recognition. So now it's out and it is fantastic. Like it's really so what what it does is allows you in basically system wide to recognize text in images. So that's known as OCR, optical character recognition, I think. So if you have a photo in your album of text or a sign or whatever, you can literally just drag and select the text as you would with anything. 
copy it into your notes or whatever. What you can also do is when you're typing, so let's say open up an Apple note while you're listening to this, tap on the cursor and like a barcode type image comes up, a square with some lines. Press on that and then just hold it over a page in a book and it'll recognize all the text instantly and then you can just tap on the button and it just inserts that entire page as text into your apple note i've just i've just done it there and it's 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 put text everywhere it's text all everywhere. over the place i don't think i use it i don't think, don't think I, I don't think i would use it either if i'm honest if you're reading a physical book and you're like oh i want to just capture a couple of highlights or notes from that yeah okay that's not yeah that's that's not bad i suppose that wouldn't it depends on whether or not you read on kindle as much because almost everything that i read is electronic now um so then it sinks into your thing yeah yeah there's probably there's probably some very inventive use cases of this feature that like we've not really thought of i think it lays the ground for some exciting stuff i'm trying to think about letters and correspondence and stuff like that, but all of that probably just needs a scan. It just needs a Microsoft Lens jobby, doesn't it? And or a, a Evernote, whatever, and just saving down somewhere. Receipts. Are it the works same. for uh, handwriting as well, though. So if you're so a not student mine, and you you like to handwrite notes, what <laughs> is, is your brutal, handwriting terrible? Brutal. What, and it'll convert it into like a notes file, into text, into text, text. on screen. Yeah. Is there anything that? Because I still use Scannable for Evernote. Can I? How do I get get like a I don't know an important offline physical document into Apple Notes? Oh, so when you're in when you're on your Mac, right click and just choose Scan Document, and it activates your phone if it's nearby in Scan mode, and you can just hold it over the thing. Okay, don't that's need, that's ridiculous. That's real life hack. You don't even need to press <laughs> like yes, okay. It'll just locate when when there's a page and just wow. send it into your thing on your Mac. And does it does it do as the scannable app does, where it will like almost like it turns a, up the like contrast a... and finds the edges and all that stuff? Yeah. How do you do that? So right click and say scan document. You can do it in an email, in a note, and the, the continuity is just delightful. It, it's what ah. it's really what locks you in from ever getting like an Android phone. Yeah. Oh my uh, god! It's just done. <laughs> <laughs> Desperately searching for some documents to scan. Wow, I love how that wasn't even the life hack. We've just—that's just the bonus. Yeah, the bonus hack that came with the bonus the hack. Bonus round. Uh, okay, That's I've got problem. so many good ones. I don't know what to do. Okay, so um, this is for anyone that's a freelancer or anyone that does bits of work uh, outside of their main job, or someone that just needs to negotiate rates that doesn't have a classic set rate for whatever it is that they do. So there's always this weird dance that you do, this sort of tango backward and forward. A client comes to you and says, hey man, or someone's friend, let's say that you design websites or that you teach people to play football or whatever. Someone comes to you and says, hey mate, uh, I've got this job. Um, I, I need you to X. What, what, what's your price for building a website or for doing a weekend course for 15-year-olds that want to play football in a team or whatever it is that you do, coach someone to get lean for a competition. And there's always this sort of bizarre standoffish backwards and forwards game that you're playing because you don't know what their 
budget range is. They don't probably know what yours is unless they're quite familiar with what it is that you do. So getting yourself into the same universe is quite difficult. So you can often pitch your price at that time, something that you think it might be, but you don't want to pitch it so high that they'd say no and you don't want to pitch it so low. If they say yes instantly, you immediately feel like you've shit yourself. So for instance, I did this. I did this a few years ago. Someone had asked a price for me to do something and I'd come back with a price and they'd said yes instantly. Uh, first hack is if someone says that, immediately say plus VAT because if they've said yes, you can easily add 20%. That's a snidey thing to do. <laughs> That's a very... <laughs> someone said yes straight away and you go uh, plus VAT, then you've got 20% on top, but you've already undercharged. So what you're trying to avoid is... A situation where you undercharge so much that the person just comes back. So your answer should be, what's the budget? That's the question that you should ask in response. Hi, mate, can you do this thing for me? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I want to make this work, but it's got to work for both of us. Like, what, what's, the, what's the sort of budget that you guys are trying to hit? They will tend to come back usually around about 10 to 20% below what their actual maximum budget is. So they won't come in with their real budget, but at least you know the ballpark that you're talking about. And if it's 50% of what you usually charge your time out at, then you say, look, like there's, there's no really conversation to be had here. And if you are talking about that, a lot of the time, especially if it's corporate clients, their budget is way, way higher than your time is actually worth. So by asking them what the budget is, you can usually go to quite easily that. You know exactly what a minimum acceptable price would be and you can probably push it a little bit more maybe add some expenses on job done the the plus that thing is morally reprehensible <laughs> it's like how do you try and squeeze as much extract as much uh, money from someone as possible I, I don't think that's the way to do business chris the principle is like the extension from that is in any negotiation you don't you don't say your number first but so you, like yousef i'll buy your bert poster well you you like, establish what like would you accept for it what would you accept for it for my bert poster yeah so i'd, I'd have to factor in the the ball ache of me getting a new one because i don't it's not up for sale i don't want to have to buy a new one <laughs> so yeah, i'd have to straight away you're on the back foot on you because like god what do i say here like i don't i don't know Five pounds. Plus that. Plus that, yes. Six pounds. Yes, now see, you've just made an extra pound. I don't see how that's morally reprehensible. I don't, I don't want an extra pound. It, but what, what you've done there is like you've taken advantage of somebody, somebody's willingness to just be a simple customer. No, 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 no. I've taken, I've, I've offset me undercharging that person. They wouldn't have said yes so quickly. That's your problem for undercharging in the first place. You, you, well, I'm you now no longer undercharging them anymore because of that. Well... What about but, if they say, okay, can I have your VAT details? I say, not, uh, sorry, not mate, not got, not, not got those. By the way, you're paying it into my personal account. All oh, right. <laughs> also, not that registered. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. If the HMRC are listening, that's obviously this entire sequence has been a huge joke. And, Dramatized, yeah. yeah. And the company that I'm talking about is now, now defunct and closed down in any oh, case. Nothing to do with Chris. Uh, Johan, what have you got? Me. Me now. Um, this, we've probably, I feel like we've probably said this, but I've had this on my life hacks list for ages. It's, it might be something you both do 
but I'd be interested to hear your answer to it. I feel like the cornerstone of a day, if I like feel like I'm on top of stuff or I'm not on top of stuff, the difference, the thing that I do that helps me feel on top of stuff is empty my OmniFocus inbox to zero. So I like throw stuff in it all the time and it just builds and builds and builds and builds. And there'll be like little things that I assume are tomorrow I'll empty my inbox and I'll I'll do that thing and it'll take me a couple of minutes. I'll send that message or whatever. As long as I zero that, everything's fine. <laughs> if I don't zero it, firstly, I lose trust in the whole process. And secondly, I just miss things. Things get pushed back. So that the hack is just if you follow any kind of like GTD, getting things done, capture process, I think the even more important habit is don't let things fester in your in, in your inbox for more than more than a day when you say you're doing that is that you go through and do the items or you put them into the relevant well that's the, list the pro- or schedule so the process of like if it's a less than two minute thing just do it so it's like send this message or apply to this or send this to someone uh or in OmniFocus, which is obviously the the best app available you would put it in the correct project so you like get it out of the inbox so you are oh, okay this needs to be done this week I'll allocate it to a day. This needs to be done on a date. This I need to be reminded about this in a month. It needs to be just put in a project. I'll review it later. But it needs to be like put in the appropriate place. But like by by just going through the inbox, the number you, you end up having done like eight things that were like little bitty things that you probably wouldn't set time aside to do. But if you have the task of well, every day I zero it, then you end up doing it anyway. So is the inverse of this? most bad days occur because of an overflowing inbox of small tasks that haven't been moved into the right places. I think just like a, I mean, obviously nothing's different. Like I just haven't done some things, but I think I, you know, you, you just feel like you have this mounding list of like little bitty stuff that you, that you forget, or you're more likely to forget stuff and someone tell, gives you something else to do and you already feel behind. Um, if that list is like 30 things, which, I mean, I don't even know how I do it. Like, I will easily get 20 or 30 things in that list a day just from little bits that, like, someone will say something or get an email and forward it to that or whatever. Um, so do you both do that or not? And if not, why not? So my <laughs> my OmniFocus use is less sophisticated than yours. Mine tends to not be... I don't tend to have things that are more than a couple of days out. And if I do... They're just in, so I'll tend to just get get tasks and do them as they come because most of them are less than two minutes, and the only big things that I need to do are general weekly big routine tasks. So I I don't usually have big chunks in my inbox that fester, but I certainly notice that when I have a I haven't done a weekly review, it's it's an ugly it's an ugly situation down there. Mm. <laughs> just don't want to look at it. No, but if I said to you, like for example. Um, Chris, you should watch Invasion on Apple TV because you'd really like it. Should I? And we'll yeah, we'll talk about that. I imagine are we going to do a quick round at the end with TV? You should watch Invasion on Apple TV. It's brilliant. Would you not put that in OmniFocus, or would you put it somewhere else? Would you not have a place to put it? Probably would. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have a a a place to put it. Stuff that's that recreational doesn't tend to go in OmniFocus. Oh, I just have a list of stuff like stuff that people recommend. It was this was Yusuf's idea, I think. Yeah, I need. And then to, you put in the, brackets who who the the Jeff Bezos South Park episode still on my list. 
<laughs> like kabuki movement systems. Kabuki. Yeah, yeah it's, it's that. My, that is my kabuki movement systems. That well, that's what big. started the whole thing. Because I was like, Johnny, you need to watch the South Park episode. This was about 18 months ago. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what else is on there from you, sir. Stu McGill's Mental Models for Success. Millennials, Simon Sinek. Stephen uh, Fry on the US versus UK humour. It's weird hearing these because it's like, oh, yeah. That Simon Sinek video on Millennials is six years old. Probably still very true. Yeah, it's probably getting, it's getting older <laughs> as well. Uh, so you, what's, you what's the... the the, the the hack is just like it's a really quick way if you if you keep lists if you use something like OmniFocus or tick tick which I, I imagine some people listening do because of how much we talk about it i think it's like the first life hack that you have said was have a capture process yeah so if you have a capture process you have a list of stuff that is day every day getting bigger so if you're using an app like OmniFocus or i assume tick tick then there'll be an inbox function each day just have a habit of zeroing it so either like sort it or just do the thing and if you start your day like that within 30 minutes you've done several things you've already like built this momentum with really easy stuff you're already feeling productive and nothing ever really gets up you don't like forget stuff that you wanted to remember yesterday that does go a little bit against do the most important biggest task of the day first eat the largest frog that you can it does but then like how can you know what the largest frog is if you're not clear on all of the things in the in the place or this would be where a good uh end of day yeah process would work but the number of people that i know who have got motherfucker morning routines and absolute basic bitch evening routines pretty much it that's it's everyone <laughs> because your willpower is so low and no one's ever actually got round to it and by the time that you get you distracted by whatever and this thing's just happened so yeah, avoid overwhelm by clearing your capture inbox is how I've noted that. Love it. I think it's a good it is a good one. Overwhelm definitely appears in it's a linear relationship between how much stuff is unsorted in your capture inbox <laughs> and how much overwhelm you feel. I think the the key like side effect of it is you end up just not you know, you put something in your inbox and you think, Well, I'm not gonna look at that for seven days anyway. So you like don't trust it very much, which means you use it less. Mm, yeah, there has to be a, it has to be time bound a little bit. There has to be pressure. Yeah, if like it if goes in there, I know I'm going to see it again at some point. Yeah, well, I'm going to look at it tomorrow. So as long as I know I'm going to look at it tomorrow, like I can get I can trust the system. And get that's it out you of my head. About trust, trust yeah. the system. Yeah, I like that. Cool, cool. Seth, what you got? We've talked about this off podcast, but I recently bought something which I thought would be really crap. I did a bit of digging looked at the reviews and stuff and it's actually brilliant is a cordy robotic vacuum cleaner so what this does and it, looking at all the reviews there's that because they all look the same and you're like mm, okay are they all similar turns out they're not they have very different levels of power and um can you AI. explain what what this is so it looks like a disc that just goes around your house and it has two little arms that do this and it vacuums your house and it's, it uses like an AI recognition thing to to bump into walls and make sure it covers the entire room. It's got anti-drop. So if it goes over a step, it won't just fall over into the into the kitchen and do that. It'll like <laughs> <laughs> it'll make its way around your house systematically. And it's brilliant. Like you can set it on a schedule. So every day when you're out the house, it just hoovers your whole house and you come back and you've just got 
spotlessly vacuumed house. So a few things to consider. First, I had a look on AliExpress mm-hmm. at the options, mm-hmm. and one of them said uh, has a camera on the front, but data will not be sent to Chinese government. Uh, will own and you're like, mm, okay, if it's specifying that. <laughs> The lady doth protest too much. The Roomba (laughs) doth protest too much. So you're just like, okay, I think I'll just go Amazon for this one. Um, Maybe not the thing to get from AliExpress. Two problems that it's had, three problems. One of them is that um, if you don't empty the bag, it does a poo. So you'll find like it'll just do a little poo in the middle of your living room with, with all the crap that it's like compacted dust. swept up um if you leave something like a sock or a wire around it'll get caught on the sock and just completely like devour it because um, it's got these little arms and then the third thing is if you don't program it properly like i do like i didn't is that it it started to go on the automatic schedule at four in the morning <laughs> and so you can just hear this like faint you, you know when you're half asleep and you because something's waking you up but you're not quite awake enough to, and it's just like Mm. and you're like what's that and you kind of in and out of sleep and then you hear something go <laughs> against your door and it's just the little thing bumping against your room and then you're like oh that's the fuck this has come off at four in the morning but then you you have that battle with yourself of like it'll finish its round soon and i'll let it it'll go back to sleep because it goes back to its own home again but it didn't for ages and then you sat for the next half an hour like i should have just got up taken it back to its put it back in its yeah. house why not get a roomba roomba is good as well but cordy seems to be has the best sucking power according to the reviews how often do you need to replace the bag or uh a exit the shit out for, so for me in a two-bedroom house that's carpeted every two rounds of the house wow so pretty frequently Quite frequently, but it's it's like a plastic thing, so you just you take it out, empty it into the bin, put it back in. It's very quick. And it doesn't like there's no alarm or anything to tell you it's full. It just starts doing a poo. Yeah. Right. You just get to, you <laughs> have to understand the tolerance of how much, how often it needs to be done, and then you get, get into to the rhythm get to know it. Because right. your house has a lot of things on the floor, tables and cushions and books yeah. and a, a roller and parallettes and it's got little corridors and stuff. Yeah, so how does it deal with those? It it can. It's pretty good at like detecting it, maps out where those things are and kind of goes underneath them. I should say as well, like there is going to be a point where once you've done three or four rounds of your house, that you've dealt with most of the build-up of the, the stuff and the dust and things. So the next few rounds are just top-ups, aren't they? So, you, so it's not like you have to empty the bag So you suggesting time. are you suggesting that someone is to front-load the amount that their Roomba <laughs> goes, and then once you've done that, you dial it back to maintenance levels? Yeah, blast and cruise. Yeah, cool, cool. And it'll be able to go longer without doing a poo. Yep, exactly. What's That's it what called again? Avoid. What's the name of it? Mine's a Cordy, C-O-R-E-D-Y. C-O-R-E-D-Y. And it's about £150, I think. Cordy... Which, like, if anyone has a price objection, I know you, you guys won't have a price objection to that, but for anyone who's thinking, like, oh, well, I'm not paying 150 quid for a Hoover, like, if you were to get a house cleaner, what's that, 30, 40 quid per pop? You only need to use it a few times and you've broken even on it. I mean, that, that being said, 
it doesn't do the same job as a house cleaner. A house cleaner yeah, will do everything else. This is an area yeah. of the job of a house cleaner. It's, okay, still, so I suppose it's then, still cheaper, though, I think. What, what we've got to do is say, okay, the house cleaner does £40, and 40% of that is hoovering. So then you you calculate it based on... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, I am... So this was something that someone did to me recently, and I thought it was a, a very charming way to do an introduction. So a lot of the time you need to reach out to someone. You're not really too sure how to do it. Do I send them an email? Do I send them a message? Maybe you're contacting them on social media. This only works for slightly less professional things. It can still be to do with jobs or whatever, but it can't work for a a proper job application. Uh, Send someone a video introduction. So a guy reached out to me on Twitter, and it was just a selfie video of him recorded in his home office saying, Hi, mate. Uh, really love what you do with the podcast. Just wanted to ask if you would blah, 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 blah. Uh, here's a thing. Here's a thing. And thank you very much. And just sent that and his email address. And that was it. And that was all he did. And it took me 50 seconds to watch while I was eating a yogurt or something. And it was just done. And it really <laughs> stood out. Sorry, and dipped into an Onkan yogurt. Uh, and it really stood out as a quite a charming way to do it. An introduction. It's very low input from you as the person i would still prefer overall a short text message i think like a 20 sub 20 second read three three sentences or less but as a change up and as a way to catch attention of someone maybe it's probably better for catching attention actually than for doing other stuff if you're trying to maybe reach out to someone that's a little bit above you in the clout hierarchy selfie video pretty good solution we've been getting more like video audio outreach messages from people and like people putting more effort into like cold email as well like they'll tell a big story and it just takes a while to get to the critical question of like can i delete this or not yeah what what do you want can i delete this message (laughs) basically so so did did the video message work yes Right. Yep. So you replied to him saying, yep. Yep. Do, do not, do not send me. <laughs> do not send me videos asking for diet and training advice. That's what I said. No, it worked. It worked. And we, uh, we did a, we did a thing. It was good. Did a thing. Did a thing. Yeah. yeah. Success. Johnny, success. what have you got? It's another niche one. But it's a, for anyone in the niche, it's a banger of a, of a hack. And it's also time sensitive. So when is this getting released? Uh, probably in a week's time. Okay. So if anybody owns ping golf clubs of anything that is that qualifies, they, I mean, I got tremendously excited about this, and you'll see why. They are giving away for free this company called Arcos. I sell, sell these things that you screw into the end of your club, and it collects loads of data on like all your shots and how far they go and all sort of stuff. They sell for like, 250 quid or maybe more than that like closer to 300 quid and if you have ping golf clubs you can get some for free completely for free and all you do is put the serial number in from your golf club on the website and they send you them for free and mine just arrived today fantastic so if you're into that sort of thing if you play golf and you have ping golf clubs i think you only need like one club that qualifies you get a full set so you get like 250 quid of the stuff completely for free wow so this is you've got bar tracker and club head tracker as well 
yeah, so it doesn't quite do the same thing, which is a bit of a shame. But um, it's like the, I think Yusuf put it like the, the version one tech of this sort of thing. So how many it's, trackers do you get? Because you've put one ping club in and how many have they sent you? No, it's, so you get 14, so you get a full bag. Wow. So you get one for your person, one for every club. And then you get an app that tracks it all and makes sense of all the data. And what does it do? What's this for? Like club head speed and stuff like that? So so like it'll, let's say you play a hole in golf, you'll like tee off and you take your fairway shot and you right chip and putt. It knows that all of that's happened. So it tracks the number well, of I shots. Mean, that, that's, that's kind of pointless because you know that it's happened. But but it tells you how far each club's gone. It tells you when you hit your driver, you 50% of the time it goes slightly left, 50% of the time it's on the fairway. How does it know where the ball is? Because you have to walk to the ball. Oh, so it GPSs from position so one to G- position two. Yeah. So and it then... picks up like, oh, he's hit that club. Now he's walked here. Now he's hit the next club. So log club, I mean, I assume yep. log club one as went this far. It just gives you, it, it, it then summarizes it as here are three things that you're bad at. Here are three things that you need to double down on after each round. Wow. I, I just think it's, it's, it's the way that like probably all sports will eventually go like smart smart tech and like gives you data on but dude, my, uh, my, my housemate is a physio for newcastle falcons and some of the information that the guys like a thing on there yeah they've got a gps thing you've seen this seth so no it plugs the posture it's in the back of their shirts the rugby players playing shirts they have the same in football as well and it's a soft tablet type thing like a, a big um bluetooth sort of tracker thing like that but it's soft it's and it just is gps'd up and it says speed chronic load gps position mileage covered that's cool all sorts of stuff i think some of the some of the more advanced ones has got g forces so for cutting and changing directions the quickest pace that people have cut and changed i imagine that can like prevent against like repeat concussion and huge injuries it's huge for chronic load especially in a sport like rugby yeah. Very excited about this stuff. Like, because you, there's now AirPod equivalents that can do heart rate and temperature and GPS stuff and through all the, the workout tracking stuff through the ear. And it's like, of course, like, I don't know why we didn't think of that in the past. That of course you can get a pulse and a temperature from the ear. So yeah, I think we're getting to the point where wearables will, be, will be in the stuff that we already use and track. They still haven't. I I still maintain that no one has captured the wearables market properly yet no, no one's, one's done it, it properly i would love yeah. to i would love to hear if someone thinks if someone that's listening thinks that they've got the solution but it's not it, the garmin whatever version 7 or the version 8 that's just come out i don't think that's that good the whoop is okay but it doesn't do everything that you need the apple watch doesn't do everything that you need no one's got it yet you know what's going to be awesome about apple watch is the glucose tracking so the 24-hour glucose tracking <laughs> but why I, so Why? is this in case well, we start to do carb night again? This is more from like a medical science perspective, more oh, okay. than like a sort of daily thing. But I, I asked a diabetes consultant, like, what do you think of this supposedly transcutaneous laser glucose tracking in the next generation Apple Watch? Like, is it bullshit? And she was like, actually, it's not. We can quite accurately check the glucose from a transcutaneous blood viscosity laser. What percentage, what percentage of the population are diabetic? Pretty uh, type 1 or type 2. Well, both of them need to track their glucose, presumably. It would be uh, Type 2, they don't necessarily need to, but it would be helpful. Um, and type 1, they definitely do. So quite a significant proportion of people are. But the problem is, 
Maybe, yeah. Um, I'm but just thinking this is a very specialized use case. Tracking your blood glucose as a in, as an individual or as an athlete is also helpful. Like if you, you know, the the Peter Atia, Ben Greenfield, people are so big on this, and like I think Peter Atia has glucose as like the primary thing that mm. he tries to optimize. Is that right? Is it? that what what he's bothered about? He's Mister Glucose. <laughs> I think it's up there. The, the glucose is like glute medius. <laughs> In my bursa. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I can't wait for someone to get it right. And I'm surprised that Apple hasn't. And because Apple hasn't yet, I don't think it's going to be them. But you, 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 it might tra- like track your glucose and all these things, but you've still got to plug it in every night. Yeah. Do, sleep, away, do sleep tracking because you can't, you can't you wear it for it longer than you do. And then so we release a new band and all that does is like a... Pulse oximeter. No. Yes. Yeah. The, <gasps> a four, the four point oh, and it's the it's the most highly valued wearable in the world. What do you mean? It just got, like... it just got another round of investment on Wall oh, Street. Oh, right. I see the company. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's because they've got a recurring model. It's so clever. Like they're just roping people in the monthly recurring. Get yourself a membership deal. Yeah. But I just it... <sighs> berserk that isn't it? Berserk that a twenty five pounds a month or 20 pounds a month membership deal can piss all over an 800 quid garmin watch is that how much they are it's the top 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 end ones i think are six 600 quid but it's all just a, two green lights on your wrist like it's all they're not they're not producing better sensors it's just what's the algorithm doing with that data yeah and I, i'm amazed that apple aren't leading the fields with it because they're in they're in that market but i think the apple watch is weak I'd quite like Apple to win this because then it's all just in Apple Health. I want it to be part of yeah. the Apple infrastructure as well, but I am I'm saddened by the fact that they've had so many bites at the what is it the series seven out now or the series eight? And probably yeah, they've just how many how many iterations of this product do you need to try and I don't know? It's kind of push. It's push features as well. It's like, oh, hey, you can get a lead to ECG and a pulse oximeter, and you're like, well, okay, but I don't really care about those variables. Like, I want to be able to track my do? fucking sleep. It's still going to annoy me every time I get a message and it goes bing and buzzes in your wrist. Like, I I turn all the notifications off on my phone, so like straight away all those benefits go. Yes, I just I want to be able to wear it for seven days out and plug yeah. it in. There are some of the new uh, Collard was showing me one of his new garments that he doesn't need to. I think he charges it once every ten days. And that's pretty. Uh, it uses the screen looks a little bit like a backlit, backlit e-ink type thing. So the advantage with e-ink is that it doesn't use any energy uh, unless right, okay. it's changing. So it sets the uh, screen and then leaves it, and sets the screen and leaves it, which is much more energy. That's why Kindles last for months rather than for days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's good. Arcos Ping Club Tracker Deal. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Cool. Yes. Seth, what you got? Interesting. This is another physical one um, from our good friend Robbie. Um, <laughs> so he recommended to me that if you're having a, let's say you're working in a annoying organization where you're always trying to deal with like mistakes from payroll or HR or something like that, like and the then, NHS, for example, you know, and and you. <laughs> And, 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 you know, let, let's say you've been underpaid for months and months and you, you know, um, and so you're on the phone and you're trying to get something sorted. And then the person goes, oh, yeah, fine. Like, we'll we'll get this done and you'll you'll get this paid on the 20th. 
and you go, okay, cool. And then you don't hear back from them. And then you email on the 20th and you're like, I've not heard anything. And then they go, well, we can't see any record of it. And you go, no, we said it on the phone. And, and you, ha- you have an all, all, just all this nonsense stuff. He says, as soon as you have a phone call, you don't need to get them to confirm it in writing. Sometimes you ask them, oh, can you just send me an email and confirm it in writing? And they don't. He said, you can just send them an email that says, hey, thanks for the chat, as discussed, blah, 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 0.1, 0.2, 0.3. Brilliant. Unless they then go back and say, no, I didn't say that, then you've got it in writing. It leaves the onus back on you to do that. So, so that a provides solution. a bit more protection. I, I like the idea of providing more protection, but it, I still think that you, there's enough slippage in there for a company to get out. There's culpable deniability. There, there might be. I, I don't know where. Better than nothing by miles. Yeah. And I. I'm also not sure where the law stands on you, like recording calls and things. Can't like, do it unless you tell someone that you're doing it for training and quality purposes. <laughs> for training and quality purposes, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so, what would this be? Send probably. a summary email of as discussed. Uh, yeah, of calls as discussed. <laughs> that's such a uh, that's such an arsey fucking way to start an email, isn't it? No one's ever received a good email. <laughs> That starts with as discussed. <laughs> Pertaining to the aforementioned conversation around the... Uh, okay, this one. So I'm going to Texas. I'm not sure if I've mentioned, but I'm going to Texas. And this oh, is really? such a fucking good way to do it. A lot of the time, you arrive somewhere, realize that they don't have the same plug that you do and that you don't have enough converter plugs. You just need one converter plug and a multi-socket to take with you. So I now have a eight-gang five meter multi-socket that lives in my suitcase one of those and then you just need a single converter and that's eight plugs that you can use i bet someone listening to this will message in and say that that is not a safe thing to do i've done it for ages that doesn't mean it's safe (laughs) i've not had any problems i don't know what you're talking about i've not encountered n N of one here has bro scienced his way through all of these issues. It's just a bit, just, of, it's just a bit of plastic. I don't no, understand what the so problem I is. I, I'm sure there's something to do with, like, the US socket isn't earthed. Well, there's I only think. two pins, yeah. Yeah, and you're, so, what you're doing is overloading that connection. I'd love of... someone to, to comment if they're watching the video or something on... some. Is it when you have, like, a multi-socket and the fuse is only... Is for the whole thing and not for yeah. every individual one. So if you put five kettles on it, it won't blow the fuse of the mains, but it could be unsafely drawing too much power from the whole unit. Something. I just remember I have this memory of it at uni that was like really strict on multi sockets and particularly for things like kettles and so I don't know what you're planning on plugging into it, Chris. So Maybe I need to the... I need to be able to power this. So I need to take what you see in front of you to America inside, oh, of a, inside of a suitcase. Only in front of you can see it in front of you, yeah. The rest of us can see your bedroom. If you're going to take that and plug all of that in... That's going to be difficult, yeah. So I need to take... <laughs> what do you mean what you see in front of you? Yeah, what I see in front of me. What you, what you see lighting me behind what you're looking from is... What uh, you can see in front of you. It's this is the Sam be, Harris meditation, isn't it? Like turn the eye around on itself. Notice, notice that awareness itself actually, actually completely disappears. Um, so, <laughs> LED, two LED panels, a laptop, a USB 
sound interface, uh, a double USB dummy battery for the camera, uh, another uh, hair light, a snidey version of the Philips Hue, because I wasn't going to fly my Philips Hue out with me uh, to do some sort of teal thing behind me. That's pretty much it. It's going to to at least be five or six. Oh, and the um, laptop as well. And a toaster. And a toaster. And the two kettles that I always boil at all times. (laughs) (laughs) And like a really unsafe, cheap filament heater. (laughs) Yeah, one of those oil radiators that's got the two switches on. Yeah, Next to a glass of water that you keep spilling. Yeah, and a hairdryer. So that's... Well, I mean, if if I burn the Airbnb that I'm staying in down, you'll know why, and as will the entire internet. They'll know why. Yeah. Dean can take that as an edit, put it as a reel. Yeah, he'll make it as a reel, and that can be my obituary. Christ. Uh, I've got more, but how many have you? Are we on to Netflix for you boys yet? I've or? got I've got quite a few things for Netflix. Yeah. Okay. So have I've you got, got any more? Have you got any more normal ones or? I have one, but it's it's quite fresh for me. But I think it's quite a hit it. Piece of I was just talking it. about it. So, Greg Knuckles is a very well known guy in the uh, strength fighting world. Space. <laughs> Not in the fighting world. He's a I think he's a powerlifter, but he runs I can't remember the name of his website. But anyway, he's just released a new app called Macro Factor, which is going head to head with like the My Fitness Pals, etc. And it has some really cool features on it, such as being able to describe in a sentence what you ate for a meal, and it estimates the the calories of it using AI You've or got something. Fucking like natural that. language recognition, some some for... sort of machine learning thing. Holy um, shit! This is like Siri yeah. for food. I think so. I've never actually tried it, but um, and and it, it's all they've also just added all of the UK barcode database to it. So it does cool stuff like plans, like tells you how much food to eat. Like if you plug in your weight and what you eat every day, it just does the rest for you. Um, and there's a, I think a seven day trial. Macro so I'm factor. in the middle of trying it. Macro factor. Loads of, loads of people in the, like the fitness world at the moment are trying it and raving about it. And I think like, as you probably know, Chris, like, well, I think you, maybe you're the same. None of us are that keen on my fitness pal, really. No. But if you're going to track, try and track your diet, there's not much out there that's, really that great it's it's funny my fitness pal video conferencing apps and wearables are three things where like there is a kind of lesser of all the evils that we use but reluctantly and yeah it's where so, they're all so close so close to being really good but no one's come out and gone like this is this is how it should be done this seems pretty close so i mean i've only tried it for i've only entered a couple of days of information but especially if the natural language thing works. Um, That's crazy. That's proper Stephen Wolfram shit. Yeah, so AI describe. Describe your meal by text or voice. Uh, Right, I'm I'm just going to get it now. (laughs) Hey, Siri, I just ate four bags of raisins and (laughs) an Onkin yogurt. You are over on your sodium for today. (laughs) Stop. Please stop. Now. 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 Now, those aren't wow. tots, they're fruit pasta. Okay, so I typed in like eight ounce steak and chips, and it's estimated a portion of chips and steak and entered it. Give me, give me, give me a meal. Um, 
two chicken breasts, rice, broccoli. Come on, Chris. Nando's sauce. <laughs> Get- a fresh egg. A fresh egg. <laughs> Not an old one. No, yeah, it must be fresh. There we are. Let's see what and a fresh egg. How to break the AI feature. I mean, it's done it all. Wow. It's done it all. So uh, two chicken breasts, one cup of rice, a flora of, one flora of broccoli, mm. some sauce, and a large egg. Oh, my. <laughs> That's pretty fucking great. That's so cool, isn't it? That's pretty That's so good. good. So, yeah. didn't it I, wasn't my fitness pal wasn't it that you could take a photo of your food and it would try and do the same so i i think that was just a team of people looking at the photo you're kidding me i i remember hearing Johnny. that i don't i don't know whether that's Johan. Right or not. <laughs> but but that is this is like that story broke. about those online bank online casinos <laughs> where the the women are strapped to the desks and they're forced to deal cards until they fall asleep and there's all those videos of them being dragged off the set you seen this well, i haven't it's that's that's the same level of conspiracy that you're talking about here. You know that my fitness pal, take a photo of your food thing. We heard they've got loads of loads of people chained to the desk and they just have to they're gonna identify loads of food. I've just got this in... overworked guy looking at pictures being like, Yeah, it's about that. Everyone with macros are miles. Ten, up. ten, ten. I've typed in big greasy pizza lol. <laughs> yeah, I've broken it. Uh, shame. All right, so macro, macro factor. Slice, one slice of pizza, but it's still giving me an entry for pizza, and it didn't think it was funny. <laughs> macro factor has has so much potential. I would Seth, say. What you got? So I've got three. Do you want all three, or shall I shall I pick one and Let's save, save two? Save them for the next one. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, life. do you want a physical or a digital? Johnny, what do you want? I want a digital. Meteomatics is Bless you. a service that has a calendar API for weather. Very cool. So you can subscribe to a calendar for your city and it just enters it as an all-day event in your calendar with little emojis based on what the weather's going to be. So if you use your calendar as a day planner, it's got the weather in there too. The, my only, I love the idea of it. My only issue with it is how far off the weather forecast is all the time. To the extent that it's, you just can't place any reliance on it. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, I, I mean, you mean weather forecast in general, not not. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, no. Yeah, yeah. In general. Yeah. But I suppose like it's better. That's not that's not the problem with. Does this not mean that you've got fucking millions and millions of appointments on your calendar that are all tiny little emojis? It's a one day event. Also, it's not like it doesn't give you the like breakdown of the. So it's just the day. It's the rain. entire day. Yeah. So you have one emoji for a twenty-four hour period. Sun. So it's like an all-day, an all-day appointment at the top of iCal. Yes. And it would be like a cloud. For yeah. Example. That's fucking horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because you want time breakdown? Well, say, I, how, say how you really feel, Chris. <laughs> Chris is upset because I called his other hack morally reprehensible. <laughs> this is my this is fucking payback time. That's shit. That's that's sh- it's shit. <laughs> Explain. 
I don't want to know what the aggregate of all of today's weather is going to be. I don't want to know what the weather is going to be at the moment that I require to know the weather. That's why the weather changes throughout the day. It's like saying, oh, what, what's the temperature going to be next year? I don't fucking care. I want to know what the temperature is going to be at the time that I require it. Even if it's not accurate. Well, if it's not accurate, then what's the point of any of this discussion? Well, yeah, this is it. Well, I mean, yeah. I, could, I could do that. I could get someone, I could get someone a, a, a three-year-old to just randomly hit keys on a keyboard and go, oh, it's going to be QAV Batman symbol today. Fantastic. I better wear my coat. You, I think more accurate for a three-year-old is you just you send three-year-old outside. You go, hey, three-year-old, can you go outside? Tell me if it's cold or not. That is the same level of accuracy that you're getting by putting an emoji at the top of your iCal. <laughs> so I have to admit, I did it for a few days and I disabled it. <laughs> Hang on. Are you potentially trying to infect an entire thousands and thousands of people? You're going to try and infect them with something that you've already decided wasn't worth your time to keep a hold. I'm, I'm of. palming off my life hack. Yeah, onto people. That so what's this life hack that people want to avoid if they want to make sure that they avoid it? What's it called? That, that, that's why I'm not like really defending it that hard because I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> I see, I see Chris's point of like, if if let's say the emoji is rain, what do you do with that information? Because if you look outside and it's not raining, then immediately the emojis they're not curious. Well, yes, yeah, but it, it depends if you're like, oh, I'm planning a walk today. But then you, what you would want to look at is like, well, when is it going to rain? And where? Yeah. Mm. yeah. What's this? True. What's this? It's AIDS called app called Me- Meteomatics. How do I spell that? M E T E O Matics. Okay. The the sentence like QAV Batman symbol. I better wear my coat. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Uh, <laughs> final one. So this was from a three minute Monday newsletter the other day. In fact, it was from today's one, which is I'll send a car. So I stole this from James Smith's manager, who I've worked with for 15, 16 years. And he was saying that a lot of the time, let's say that you're trying to get someone to do a favor for you. Um, maybe you're trying to get someone to come on your podcast or you want someone to attend an event that you've got going on or whatever it might be. Um, They're just not sure, they're on the fence and you need to just push them over the line. If you just tell them that you'll send a car for them, that usually gets them past the final hurdle. So, An Uber? Well, no. So in London, he would say an Addison Lee, which is an Uber with a man wearing a tie. Um, But... (laughs) Anywhere else, you could do probably an Uber exec or something else. But I'll send, I'll send a car for you. Don't worry, we'll send a car for you. It's just, it flatters people enough. It removes any of the inconvenience around transport. Am I going to have to get the tube or a train or something else? You know, especially if it was going to be perhaps a long journey, a couple of hours or whatever that you're needing to get someone to go for. If you say that you'll send a car for them, it's probably going to cost, I don't know, 100 quid an hour to get the car ish let's say something like that but you've locked in this person to do the thing that you need them for now obviously they need to be adding more value than that but i'll send a car's a good hack that was nice the last time i was in an uber was with chris and the driver got very upset that i hadn't entered mcdonald's as the destination and chris was very sure that he wanted to go to mcdonald's ah yes of course (laughs) so i like I've never really looked into the Uber app before, but there's a lot of stuff you can do. Like, yeah, stop off at different destinations. Yeah, yeah. It's... And you obviously handled it. Like, I see. Did you get to McDonald's? I ended up at McDonald's. Yeah. 
drive through. Yeah, job done. Where'd you go? Uh, nine chicken nuggets because they do boxes of six, nine, and twenty now. Nine chicken nuggets, uh, student cheeseburger because they never check. Um, a large McChicken sandwich extra value meal with Diet Coke and student a cheeseburger. crunchy McFlurry. Yeah, because you get a free cheeseburger. That's a hell of a meal. That's a big meal, that Chris. So you've got a meal and then some chicken nuggets on the side and then an extra cheeseburger and then pudding. Yes. Something I love about the fact that if you're in full-time education, you need a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> That's by design. And also the number nine chicken nuggets. I bet a lot of thought has gone into that. A yeah. lot of maths. Yeah. No thought, just analysis. Yeah. Lots of split testing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not eight, not ten. Uh, it is upsetting. The jump from nine to 20 is, is too big of a jump. There should have been something in between, in my opinion. But nine is... Six was too few. Six was always too few. It's always been too few. Yeah. But I think nine's... Get, nine's a... I think it's all right, because you could get 12, 18. Okay. Gives you or, options. Um, yeah. I hadn't really thought about... You don't look, I don't look at them as like, well, I could get multiple. I could get more of the six option. Well, this it's is me. This is us sitting though. down in fucking coop, and you trying to get three quarters of a chicken all over again isn't it <laughs> like if i change one thing about the world like they leave the world a better place it'll be to get coop to put three quarters of a chicken on their menu <laughs> like, well if, if you get full you're getting a whole chicken aren't you so if if you give him fun. some of your chicken no 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 no, you're misunderstanding me what i would like you to bring me is, is take a imagine, chicken. so imagine, imagine a, chicken. a whole chicken <laughs> <laughs> a take quarter out of that bit. If that would be to be removed and given to somebody else, what I'd like is the rest <laughs> of that brought to me. What remains is my chicken. To be, to be mine. Okay. He tries to get me in on some kind of like where I get uh, the What do you want? What do you want? I get bobbed off with like the, the bits that no one really wants. And <laughs> Dirty affogato. Ghost pepper sauce. You remember when you ate that sauce that we had to sign a waiver oh, before you God. had it? Yeah. I think you handled it really well. You were sweet. Yeah, you look completely unflapped by the I whole thing. I didn't feel it. It was a strong source. But it's the Egyptian so just, in you, though, isn't it? The Scoville, yeah, I mean, Scoville points. It's the, the dispassionate Cairo driver in me that just beats the wall with a straight face. Um, so, it's the, it's the, the school shooter in you that holds the handgun with the other hand down by its side. So for, for reference, for people listening, this source... So the Scoville unit system is based on if you have one drop of this sauce in X amount of water, can you still taste the chili? And then it's based on like the number of units of water that you add to it. Tabasco is 9,000 Scoville units. This sauce that Johnny and Chris made me get and sign the disclaimer for is 15 million Scoville <laughs> units. So it's orders of magnitude hotter than Tabasco. It was brutal. <laughs> Honestly, you, you tried it. Unfazed. It's like, it's like when Chris got you the um, Ray nephews overproof rum. The Ray, oh, yeah. 80% like the eight percent rum, and you sipped it. Yeah, you, you sipped it. No one like, sips it. Yeah, it's quite strong. You're like, well, I'm gonna have to now. Like very stoic. <laughs> and then very you got something stoic. with honey. This is my fate. Something with honey. Got what? Jack Daniel's honey. That was delicious. Yeah, really? that is nice. That is quite nice. Yeah. Right, should we do some Netflix and stuff that we've been watching recently? Yes. Yes, please. Johan. It was me. 
Um, well, I'll start with the, what I suggested to you. So this is on Apple TV, and it's an Apple TV original. But if you have an Apple device, I think we're on a year's free trial of it or something crazy. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's called Invasion, and you can just tell that they have. So you can just tell that Apple are desperately trying to get involved in the streaming world because everything they put out there is so there's so much money on into it, like the production level. So it's basically a, a, a view on like what would happen if we were invaded by aliens and they were hostile and it like plays out with like multiple storylines across like a, there's a soldier, there's a family, there's an astronaut that and it's really it's um, it's like four episodes in it comes out every friday really really good is this one think, with tom hanks no but that's also an apple original that's just come out but yeah it's called in- invasion i think nice. but i think with your kind of space interest chris i think you should like it nice i mean i think i think everybody will like it but it'll be but... on the snidey amazon fire stick that <clears throat> i absolutely don't have yeah <laughs> If you were to have it. If then. I was to have it, this would definitely be on it. Uh, Yusef, have you watched anything since we last spoke? I actually have, but I, I'm trying to, frantically trying to Google the name of it. Oh, there we go. Uh, that doesn't look like the right name. Let me come back to the name of that. But the, the other two that I have seen are a film called A Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. The- it's like a horror, right? Yeah. The, is it with the, the blind blindfolds pulled on? No, that was Bound Bird Box. Is that what it's called? Bird Box, really? <laughs> with that that Hollywood's actress. Sandra Bullock. Yeah, that was Bird Box. A quiet place. So, a quiet place. Very, very good idea. Very well executed. And there's two films. I think they're coming out with a third one. Yeah, I'm I feel like I can't. I can't give away too much of the story because it's um, it gives it away, but. Um, quite old now know. isn't it the first one yeah it is I, in fact like it doesn't doesn't give it away because it's like it's revealed within quite a short time that there's these creatures on earth that if you make a noise they run over and kill you right <laughs> that's it <laughs> um the, the other one was a it was a korean zombie film i can't for the life of me remember the name it's based in like ancient asia there's a series based on it if it's not ringing any bells we'll come back to it Nada. the other one I saw is the Superman film. The Man Superman of Steel. Film. Okay. So that's, not the nineteen seventy-eight one. How old's this? This is from twenty sixteen-ish. Okay. Very 20. good. With Henry Cavill Cavill. He once went into he came into the physiotherapists that I was in, human garage in LA, as I was leaving. Oh really? You were like Oh really? Henry? That's uh, Superman. Is he is he quite big? He's very big. He's yeah, it, it's funny actually seeing human. the difference between like the old Chris uh, Christopher Reeves Superman, where like now he looks like a, a triathlete, like a kind of guy who does mm. you know recreational lifter, and now the modern Superman is just absolutely swole. Yeah. Like just the accepted physiques that the kind of drift over the last few decades of what's considered the Superman physique. I think that's uh, in bigger, stronger, and faster the Chris He-Man. Bell film where he, he like shows like yeah He-Man and like uh Action Man like over the G. years what they look yeah what they look like now versus oh really yeah. everyone everyone has been on a very very high dose of testosterone <laughs> yeah permanently Sustained. yes yeah 
A big old cycle, yeah. <laughs> did but, I tell uh, you? Did I tell you about the boys? Yeah. I, I just finished season two of the boys. I I tried. I tried the first thirty minutes of it. Oh, dude, I, give it, it, give it another, give it another crack. Cause I've just finished okay. season two, and it was fucking amazing. So if I've already talked about the boys. That's been the majority of my watching. Succession is... I've watched the first episode of that after your suggestion. We must have done an episode. Yeah, we did a catch-up. Oh, catch up. we did a catch-up. Because I've, I've now seen Squid Game, all of Squid Game. Okay. Have you watched is Kin? He... Did I bring up Kin? No. Oh, Kin. Kin is fucking awesome. So it's, I want to say, HBO production. Pretty sure it's a HBO production. Set in Ireland. Southern Ireland, and it's about this gangster family. It's very similar to Gangs of London. Right. Very, like- very, very similar to that. Slightly mm. less um, slick, a little bit. Who's the dude that did The Gentleman and Snatch and stuff? Who's that? Guy Ritchie. Yeah, it's, it's a, I was about to say Lionel Ritchie. It's a lot less <laughs> Lionel Ritchie, um, but it's still the same... Nasty gangs fighting turf wars. It's kin, kin. Just what it's. You'll love it. K I N. K I N. It's got Littlefinger from Game of Thrones in it. Um, oh wow! It's got the, the cast's pretty legit. Yeah. Awesome. What else have you been watching? Anything else? I watched something that started off as being like a. I had like I don't know. I was like doing a bit of work. I wanted something kind of like background on, and. Uh, started off as being fairly chill like a documentary thing ended up being like one of the most harrowing things i've ever seen called it's on amazon called just the sentence dave not coming back that's what it's called okay so it's about a these like guys find these di- these guys could do like deep dives down like really long sort of tunnel networks and go as deep as they can, like hundreds of meters down. Recreationally. Yeah. And they did this dive and saw a body, came back up and committed to like, and we're going to go back in two years time and go, we're going to go get that body and retrieve it and bring it back up to the surface. So there's this huge like operation about how they're going to film it and how they're going to, how they're going to carry a body up there. Cause once you've gone that deep, Go, you go down in like 40 minutes, but coming back up is a 12 hour process with all the like to avoid the bends. And uh, what you see this bit on the trailer, so this isn't spoiling it, but basically Dave is the guy who goes to get the, the body. And halfway through, a guy shows just a whiteboard that just says Dave not coming back on it. And it's all filmed. It's all, there's footage of it all happening. And this is and real. Stuff it's all real. And it's just like. Is this underwater caves? Yeah. So they're in like. Big diving equipment, like oxygen tanks. Oh, horrible! But, so claustrophobic. And like it, there's there's actual footage of very like, uh, uh, yeah. So wasn't I, it you I, that I, got us to watch that one about the guy that was lost his lifeline off the bottom of the submarine? Oh yeah, last breath. Yeah, yeah. That was similar terrifying sort of, as well. Sort of thing. But this, I thought, was going to be like. Because I quite like stuff like that, like extreme yes. stuff, documentaries. Thought it was going to be a really easy, chill watch. And I ended up having to like shut my laptop and like focus on it. And then I just watched it and just sort of sit there being like, well, Intense. That, was, that was awful. But it's, it's good watch. Cool. <laughs> like when those kids went missing in Thailand, <clears throat> in Chiang Rai, 
and then someone made a device to retrieve them, and then Elon Musk called him a pedo. Yeah, because oh, yeah. he was making one. Classic Elon. Because <laughs> didn't that... SpaceX made like a or Tesla made something to go and get them? Oh, that was it. And then the diver said that's not going to work. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, he did. went and got them. <laughs> Sorry, have you seen what Elon Musk's just done a couple of days ago? The poll. Yes. Do you see this, Johnny? No, I've not seen it. Need to spend more time on Twitter. Elon Musk did a tweet that said people keep on talking about how, because most of his wealth is tied up in stock for Tesla and and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, accusing him of tax evasion. Uh, So he said, I'm just going to dump 10% of my Amazon stock. Does, will that contribute to, will, will you be happy if I do that for tax reasons? Yes. No. I didn't know he's got loads of Amazon stock. Uh, Amazon stock, sorry. <laughs> Tesla stock. Tesla um, stock, right. Uh, yes, no. And he replies to his own tweet and says, whatever the outcome of this poll is, I'll go with it. And it ends up being, I think, 57% yes. 20 billion. Surely. That's got it. Is that, that must be illegal. No? Well, he can dump whatever he wants. Yeah, but... But yeah, I see what you mean. Is, is it market manipulation if the people choose? But he's not on the board anymore, is he? Is he not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's looked into it. He's Maybe. probably got a lot of people advising him. He also changed his name on Twitter to Lord Edge. Edge Lord. <laughs> what is an Edge Lord? It's someone who posts really extreme memes and is a bit of a like troll and piss taker and uh, okay like edgy. i think that kind of fits him yeah lord it's, lord edge, I, lord with an e i really like him I just, as long I as i don't he, hold any tesla stock I yeah i like him so that that's kind of what i mean like it, it feels like he's he's like taking the piss with like you know people who get the he moves the stock price and people get stopped out and lose loads of money and it's just all just big game bitcoin a couple of months ago did he Single-handedly, but he, he began the. He stopped the bull run, or at least he was one of the things that <coughs> happened that caused it to go from sixty-one down to twenty-nine, and now it's back to sixty-three or something. It's like when he he like tweets saying like Tesla's overvalued, in my opinion, I or whatever. Know. You're like, come on, man! Like the founder, and you're saying stuff like that. Move like, markets with a Twitter account. It's yeah. terrifying. Mm. Terrifying. Right, boys, thank you very much for today. Propanefitness.com slash Modern Wisdom. Yes, it is. If they want to get just anything, if you want to sell a service as an online business, that's where to go. Come and be coached by you too. Propanefitness.com slash Modern Wisdom. Uh, I'll see you in Texas. Peace. Uh,